Hello, welcome to a special mini edition of the Science Shambles podcast. As you are probably aware, the series of nine lessons and carols for curious people shows that we stage uh, every Christmas. All the profits from those shows go to uh, selected charities each year. And last year, or rather 2018 and 2019, which is now last year, uh, one of the charities uh, that we donated... uh, a percentage of the profits to is Two Wheels for Life, which is a charity I've been involved with uh, in different capacities over the years who work in providing transport solutions for healthcare and women's healthcare in particular and medical care in uh, rural African communities. So when we're at uh, Silverstone in August last year, making the Moto E and uh, electric uh, EV motorcycle documentary presented by Helen Chersky, which you can check out on our YouTube channel on the Cosmic Shambles site. Uh, We caught up with Andrea Coleman, who's the CEO and co-founder of Two Wheels for Life, to talk about uh, the work they're doing in Africa, uh, the sustainability of using fossil fuel transports in uh, transport solutions in rural Africa and those sorts of things. So uh, you can watch the video of this interview uh, on our YouTube channel as well. We thought we'd put out this uh, like 15-minute conversation as a little mini podcast for you to enjoy as well. So we hope you like this. If you want to support Two Wheels for Life, you can do that, twowheelsforlife.org. Uh, don't forget our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash bookshambles, which enables us to do the shows and do interviews and videos and stuff like this. Now, so first of all, you are wearing uh, a beautiful shirt with Two Wheels for Life logo on it. So tell me a little bit about Two Wheels for Life. Two Wheels for Life uh, was an organisation we founded three years ago. Um, But it's really um, a sister organisation to another one that we we arranged, uh, we established 30 years ago um, called Riders for Health. And Riders for Health is... Um, an organisation that's focused on the running and management of vehicles to get healthcare predictably and reliably and cost-effectively to rural communities in Africa using motorcycles but also ambulances. And what, where does the need for that come? What made you get that started 30 years ago? I've been in the motorcycle community for um, all my life. Um, and... I, I, I love motorcycle racing. I'm, I'm very interested in it. I watch it all the time. But essentially, it is going round and round in circles. And both Randy Mamola, uh, our co-founder, and I felt that we wanted something bigger, something that connects motorcycles to the real world and connected us to something in the real world, rather than living in a sort of microcosm. And so we started to raise money for various things in Africa and I happen to be very interested in why Africa has been post-industrial revolution in such a difficult situation. It it bothered me and interested me. And so we visited Africa, uh, in, in fact Somalia, and saw women and children dying for lack of healthcare reaching them, women being taken to hospital in wheelbarrows, children dying of malaria when because treatment couldn't reach them. And we thought, this is something we can do. This is something we understand. And I think one of the issues is that the big NGOs, all the NGOs working in Africa, 
are very focused on, on what they do, but nobody thinks about the transport, whether it's because they think, oh, this is kind of greasy hands thing, or whether it's too, you know, too commonplace or something. But we thought this is a gap that is definitely there and we can deal with it. So the issue is that the, the communities you're talking about there are distributed, they're small villages and there aren't necessarily good roads, there are certainly no trains. So for them to get to a doctor, there isn't a doctor in every village, and for them to get to a doctor, they obviously need to travel somehow and, and it's that link, that's where the broken link is. It, it's, it, the, the, the problem is that rural communities are, are, are small, they're very far away from centre, there are no good roads. M many of the uh, pathways to rural communities are um, just animal tracks, uh, people tracks. And uh, as well as being distant from centres, they're also very hard to... The terrain is difficult. So um, the problem isn't just getting a sick person to a, a doctor or a nurse. It's also getting health education, nutrition for babies, um, weighing babies, all those things that women don't have to walk for. They shouldn't have to do that. Health workers are trained to do that, to do those things, but they can't get to the people. Mm -hmm. So, but then of course in an emergency, an obstetric difficulty, the woman can't get to a health centre. And I know in my experience, you can go to a health centre or a, quite a big hospital and there's no doctor there anyway because they can't get to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So uh, this issue of logistics and transportation is a huge issue across the African continent, particularly in rural areas. And Africa is a rural continent. So tell me briefly why motorbikes are a solution to this problem. Motorcycles are, are a, a good solution to this because uh, they're cheaper to buy, cheaper to run, and they're very appropriate for individuals who need to get out to rural communities. And you know, there's quite a status symbol from in, in, a, in a political or hierarchical situation where somebody really like a health worker would, would be allowed, as it were, their, their vehicle wouldn't be wouldn't, they wouldn't suddenly find it gone because somebody had used it to go to a conference. So that's her motorcycle. She can use it. It's low cost to buy, low cost to run. And it's, it's very suitable for the terrain because it's a single, um, it's, it's two wheels in line, not four, where, which can be very sort of shaky. And, and it's, it's something that when a little motorcycle arrives in a community, everybody hears it and they all come out, they know the health workers there. So there's so many benefits to it. But then the training of maintaining it and safe riding are really critical to using the motorcycle. So that's what Two Wheels for Life does. It, it raises money here in the UK and then the, it contributes to the system yes. for the transport. Yes. And tell me about how that is that relationship then with the electric bikes because these are not electric bikes no. that, that are appropriate in this environment so where does the relationship with MotoE come in? Well MotoE comes in from two directions really one is that we really need to test the electric motorcycle in Africa um, because energy is um, difficult to get fuel in rural communities is hard to get hold of but also, you know, 
it's, it's important to test the new technology in, in Africa, but we also know that this may be too difficult to do. We're looking at solar power, we're looking at all sorts of ways, but we don't think at the moment to recharge a, a motorcycle at a centre and send it out and back is yet feasible, but we must keep on trying. And of course, it's, um, you know, everybody wants to see a move away from fossil fuels, so we've got to make sure that we're looking at that. I mean, what's sort of the response within the motorcycle community here itself? So you had a whole day, the Day of Champions, uh, yesterday. You, how much money did you raise? We ra- at the auction, we raised uh, £91,000, but our, our gate money, uh, our gate income, is about 150000 So over the weekend, we'll have raised about £200,000, and it'll really go straight to the programmes in Africa. And who are your partners in Africa? Are you working with local people there? How, how does all that work? We, uh, when we set up Riders for Health 30 years ago, we made a decision that it, everything must be Africa-led. This can't be something where uh, Europeans come in, roll their sleeves up and say, move over, guys. It, this has to be Africa-led, and it's each country trains the next country. So the Gambia team will try and train the Nigeria team, the Nigeria team, the Lesotho team, and so on. So um, we have Riders for Health teams in each of those countries, and we think very carefully about the African leadership and also not bringing in a gender bias into uh, the motorcycle and automotive area to make sure women and men are trained at the same at the same level and in the same jobs. So those are ver- two very strong principles for us. Um, but also we have very strong uh, riders for health centres in seven African countries. So those are the partners that Two Wheels for Life works with. Then Riders for Health will work with Ministries of Health and other NGOs that need vehicles, manage, uh, managed vehicles. It sounds, it sounds, I mean, there's lots to talk about. We probably shouldn't talk too long, but the... Is it how? What's what's your vision of the future here? Like, is this how quickly is this growing? I can you know we we can see that that kind of transport is something we take for granted. We it live in a really country is. where there are very very yes. good transport yes. links, and it's almost hard to imagine yes. not just being able to go somewhere. What what does the future look like? Well, we all know in 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 the developed world that we're all rethinking how transportation works, but we mustn't bring as you know I mean it's becoming a cliche about bringing a first world problem to a to a, a, a developing world context because it's much more important that people get health care whether they're using an internal combustion engine to get it or not um, but as we gradually move uh, move our knowledge about um, electric vehicles we must also keep on testing that and finding ways to make sure that at the right time that the electric use of vehicles is, 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 is in place there. So, and it's certainly got potential, because I know in, in the general, in the world of electric vehicles, they require much less maintenance. They, they do. They, they've got, they don't have the same moving parts as a four-stroke or, or, or two-stroke engine, uh, internal combustion engine. So they, they are, they are uh, very much less uh, in need of maintenance, but nevertheless, an electric motor still needs maintenance, and we must never forget the maintenance because so often people send things or take things to 
the African continent and forget about sustainability. How do you maintain this? Where do you get the parts from? Is somebody trained to do this? And, and is that person trained to train other people? So it, it's really, a, I think we've set the principles in place and I think migrating gradually from the internal combustion engine to electric is where, where I see the future. Yeah. So there's another logo on your arm there, which is the Ride for Life. Tell me about that. Well, the, the Ride for Life um, it is uh, an opportunity that the promoters, the owners of MotoGP have given to us, to Two Wheels for Life. Um, they ha have now introduced electric bike racing into, into the MotoGP, and they're allowing us to sell the opportunity to a member of the public to ride an electric bike during the, mo not during the racing, <laughs> but on track at the time of the MotoGP. And it's, it's an amazing thing to do, and for the Dorna to have done for us, but also we have to face the fact that all of us who've been involved in racing for years and years love the sound, the smell, the, the vibration of the earth um, with, with MotoGP, and we all have to learn to love the new technology. And there is a little bit of prejudice, and, and I think this uh, helps us to begin to undermine that prejudice. But it's also a great opportunity for us to raise money again for our work in Africa. A win for everybody. It's a win for everyone. Brilliant. It looks like great work. It's, it's fabulous what you're doing. So Thank I hope you. you continue to have a great time here. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you Andrew. very much. Thanks for listening. We'll be doing some more Science Shambles podcasts soon. Uh, Book Shambles is obviously still uh, out every week. Some uh, science guests on that recently have included uh, Chris Lintot and uh, lots of people uh, from the Nine Lessons shows on there as well, like Lucy Green, Chris Hadfield, Tim Peake and lots of others. We'll be back soon. This podcast is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network.